This is Dale Jr., and you're listening to Dirty Mo Radio. You're pretty feisty. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm really feisty. Martin always says if I if, if something ever goes wrong in his life, he just sticks me on that yeah. person. Because <laughs> I usually will at some point embarrass him with my temper. Welcome to Fast Lane Family with Kelly Earnhardt Miller. Welcome to Fast Lane Family. Hope everybody's doing well today. Uh, my guest in studio today is Sherry Pollux. How are you doing today, Sherry? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing wonderful. Ready to uh, get to stay behind me already. <laughs> I just, That's I what happens when you have three kids. I know, right? <laughs> We're already our, our sitter was um, needed to stay home this morning, so you're, you're 911 in, and I'm like, okay, I can cancel that meeting, and then I can do that. <laughs> and if you can do that, LW, then, then I can do this. Oh, and yeah. Time so management when you're Between mom. 9 and noon, we have it covered. Yeah. At noon, we're going to have to reset and figure <laughs> it all out. So. <clears throat> Life of a mom. Oh, yeah. So um, just want to talk with you today about, you know, your life in NASCAR and, and kind of your background. And you're most notably known as Martin Truex's uh, lifelong girlfriend. Uh, <laughs> yeah. We were talking the other day, nine and a half years. My goodness. I know. It's been a um, long time. Long time. Yeah. Time for, mm-hmm. uh, hey, Martin, time for you to put a <laughs> ring on it. <laughs> yeah. I, just, I know he hears that often. <laughs> listen, I just tell people now when they ask that we're technically probably common law marriage yeah right legally. so we, I, in north carolina i yeah. think that that's pretty common <laughs> yeah i think it is too so we're just yeah we're kind of yeah. redneck married <laughs> nothing hey nothing to um you don't need a piece of paper for that yeah. for sure absolutely um so so tell us about meeting martin god i don't even know if i remember way back then um i was you know, gonna ask you that yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> well have, has josh snyder ever been on your show or have no okay but uh, we did a lot of shows with josh on uh dell's xm show way okay back when. well i figured josh um, is dirty mo people must right. not remember Josh. Everybody knows Josh. Josh Snyder. Exactly. I mean, Josh is right. really the reason uh, why Martin and I got together. I, I did PR for Miller High Life then in, in the, what was then the Bush series. Right. And, um, I worked for Miller Brewing Company and serviced that account, and Josh became a good friend of mine in the in the Nationwide Garage, and I had just I was I was kind of a loner. I didn't I didn't know a lot of people in right. the garage, and I really loved my job. I I didn't really want to hang out with people that worked in the business because I, yeah. I didn't want to mix business and my personal life, and um, Josh invited me out to the Rusty Rudder one night. And they were all going to be there and told me that he wanted to set me up on a blind date. But didn't, of course, didn't tell me <laughs> now, who it was. Cause people that really know Josh and him telling you that he wants to set you up on a blind date is kind of scary. <laughs> I was a little nervous. Um, and I never really went out to bars. So, I, you know, Josh kind of encouraged me to go yeah. to, to meet some people. And, and, of course, that night introduced me to Martin. And, and I knew, obviously, who he was. Right. I knew he drove the eight car and at right. the time drew, drove for Dale. Right. Um, I had never met Dale and I didn't know any of their crowd. I didn't know any of the dirty mo posse then, so, so I was a little, <laughs> I was a little intimidated. But honestly, that night we we had such a good time and exchanged phone numbers, and we moved in together three months later. Oh my god! And we've been together. He actually moved in with me though. He, he well, moved. yeah, because he was living with three guys. <laughs> he was living, um, well, you know, in the beginning on Dale's yeah, couch, yeah, and then he moved into the uh, house out there on Dirty yeah, Mo Acres, yeah. And I remember saying to him, wait, let me get this right. You live on Dale Jr.'s property. And he was like, yes, <laughs> in a mobile home. And I was like, okay. If the we're life of a racer listen, trying to make it. Hey, I got to be honest. If we're going to yeah. date, we're going to have to make some changes. <laughs> so um, I was building my first home then in Mooresville. And I was uh, obviously really proud of myself because I it was my it was my first house. It was this little three-bedroom house in Saucy Burbank. And um, it was almost finished. And I said, well, if you, if you want to make some changes and and grow up you can move in with me <laughs> so we moved in together into my house and lived there for about a year before we wow. bought a house together so wow. yeah 
seems yeah. like it was so long ago. It but is. Was. Nine and a half years. Long time. I know. Yeah. I know. Long, long time. Yeah. So you talked about your, you know, the beginnings in racing. Uh, how were you introduced to racing? My father started a race team when I was um, in middle school. So it was, I was about 13 years old when my dad got into it. And he actually came to NASCAR. He's a medical malpractice negotiator. So he came oh, to wow. NASCAR to sell them insurance policies, which is crazy. And ended up meeting some people and starting a race team. So um, the quickest way to lose money, right? Right. <laughs> so he came Hence to... Hence the reason he's not owning one anymore. Oh, he's smartened up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, um, you know, I, I didn't know really anything about racing. I mean, we watched a little growing up. Did you grow up in this area or you're... No, we, I grew up in um, just outside of Detroit, Michigan. Okay, Michigan. So, I mean, in Michigan, you know, it is There's popular, some, right. but it's it's not really popular like it is down here. Right. So I didn't know that much about it. I remember growing up that um, Rusty Wallace was my favorite driver, which was ironic because I ended up working for him through Miller right. down the road. Yeah, my, so my dad started a race team, PPC Racing, and, and they won a nationwide championship or then Bush championship yep. in 2000 and um, with a Nesquik car. And so my whole life just kind of started to revolve around racing. And, and you know, I enjoyed going to races, but I was – I was so involved in school and my friends in in Michigan. I, I, I wasn't as involved as I probably should have yeah. been or could have been. Um, I didn't know that much about it, though. So I, I, I didn't really have an interest in it then. Yeah. Like like I do now, right, obviously. Right. My life kind of revolves around it now, but Absolutely. which I'm grateful <laughs> for. But but that's that's how my family got involved with it. And, yes, my dad, get out, you know, ended up selling the team. Um, I think at that time, you know, there were so many cup drivers coming yeah. into the Nationwide Series. It was hard to get sponsorship. Yeah. And it, it was. Yeah. And it's gotten incredibly more difficult. So he went back to his normal job <laughs> to where he actually <laughs> makes money, <laughs> which is probably a good which idea is, for him. Uh, you know, in the medical and insurance businesses, it's yeah. hard to fathom at the, these days as well. Yeah, that's exactly. That's gotten to be such a crazy business. Yeah. So, you know, for me, I mean, I was practically born into racing and seen a lot of sacrifices um, on my way up as a kid, uh, you know, and my dad being a driver and, you know, talk about Martin living in a, a mobile home. Yeah. And my dad, you know, my mom tells me stories about, you know, a can of beans being in the cabinet and, and the sacrifices that we all made and yeah. the things that happened along the way. Did you experience a lot of that with your, when your dad got into racing, being in middle school or that kind of, you know, I didn't as really, a team I owner, think it's probably a little different. I think it was, yeah. you know, I mean, I mean, had my father have been a driver like yours, then yeah, he probably would have been gone more often. Right. Um, I didn't, my dad didn't really get into that side of um, the ownership side really until I was in high school. And then later yeah. in college, I went to yeah. Florida state. So I was so kind of ready to be on your own and do I your was. own thing, right? I was so involved in my own yeah. life yeah. and like in college and, you know, and getting an education that I, I didn't, yeah. I wasn't around it enough to really notice the sacrifices. I, I do remember just him not being home a lot, but that came with his other job too. Right. So I didn't really know the difference. Well, so that's um, probably a lot different for you now, yeah. you know, being with Martin. I'm, I'm sure that there's a lot of sacrifices in your life now that you yeah. talk about. Yeah, it. now is a little yeah. different story. I, <laughs> I think I was telling somebody last night, Sean, Dale's really good friend, that, you know, this year has been really hard for us because um, Martin is with a new team and he's got, you know, a new crew chief and all new people around him. Yeah. And, and I knew it was going to be a tough start to the year as it has been for him he's had some difficult luck too just on and off the racetrack and and it's I, you know I, w I don't want to say he brings it home but he does yeah he kind of wears it on it's inevitable that it's a part it, of right. your life and and he's not been home a lot because of these east coast west coast trips yeah. and I haven't really been traveling that much because I've been you know kind of consumed with my own life and right. catwalk which we're going to talk about later and so I you know I think now I probably make a lot more sacrifices than I did growing up right and and I have a lot more sympathy for that lifestyle and what he goes through right. as a driver which is 
is not easy. No, it's you know. not. And no. so you're talking about, um, you know, Martin's change. And I've just thought about that a lot myself just for Martin, because I think oh. it's been amplified because of the bad luck, you know, know. And, and when everything started kind of transpiring last fall and, and just thinking about the idea of really such uncertainty for so many months yeah. of, of what was going to happen and then ending up with a team that's based in Colorado mm-hmm. being here yeah. the bad luck that's happened this year you know I can't imagine just all that's going through his mind and is he is he having to spend a lot of time out there and you how's know, he, all that transition going you know he really hasn't spent a lot of time in, in Denver uh, which I was surprised that I yeah. thought he would be out there more um the off season he went a couple times to get to know the team and yeah. see the shop and such but um once the season starts you know because they see well, each other every so, weekend yeah. and and then during the week, they've been testing a lot. Yeah. So it's, it, so you, you know, they're them. never in yeah. Colorado. They're not even, rather than yeah. say, they're not they're even not there. At their shop either. Right. You want to go hang out there? See you later. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They're not at their shop either. But, you know, the end of last year was really tough for him. And, and, and I, I don't, I don't know how he would have gone through it without his family and probably having me there with yeah. him. And I, and I kind of hate to say it like that, like, you know, uh, giving myself a pat on the back, but I can't imagine going through that alone. Yeah. Um, he really needed somebody to lean on and to talk to. Um, I'll never forget the night we were, we were sitting out on the porch eating dinner and um, it was after the Richmond race and M- Mike Helton called his phone to tell him he was going to get kicked out of the chase. <sighs> and I just, I remember I looking, mean, how, oh my I God, mean, that phone call, I it, just can't imagine. It broke oh. my heart so bad. And I remember him looking at me and saying, this is going to be bad. Yeah. Like there's going to be some aftershock from this and, and I'm going to, I have a feeling I'm going to lose my ride. Yeah. And it was, and I, I guess because I knew he was so innocent in the whole thing, it really bothered me. Uh, it yeah. bothered me yeah. that he was taking the fall for everybody yeah. else. Right. And it seems like in his career, he's always kind of been like in the, in the backlight behind right. somebody. Like even when he was yeah. Dale's teammate at DEI, you Absolutely. know, I mean, Dale was, uh, they were so close and such good friends. So Martin never cared. Right. But when he was in the one car and Dale was in the eight car, it was always like Martin was just kind of behind in the shadows right. all, all the time. He right. never really came out of his shell. And then, you know, he got the opportunity at Michael Walter Bracing and I thought, okay, this is it. Like he's going to come out of his shell. This yeah. is going to be his like coming out party. And he can be and the lead person. Yeah. There, you know, and the lead and driver. He, and, and he, he was, did. And, and he, he was. Been, right. Absolutely. And, he, and you know, then he, they started running the top 10 every weekend and then he won Sonoma and then he made the chase two years in a row. And I was like, okay, this is going to be really yeah. good for him. And then the dominoes all fell again. And I was yeah. like, here we go again. In, right back down the roller coaster and then you know at that point we looked at each other and we Martin was like when we found out he lost his ride we were like where are we gonna go yeah. there's there's nowhere there's no, op- no option because absolutely. at that time Kurt was just deciding that he was gonna go to Stuart Haas right so um you know he did talk to some other teams throughout that process there was some teams that offered fourth cars and yeah they just weren't great opportunities it was like yeah we'll throw a fourth car together for you in here and it made him really nervous right. and he knew Kurt had run well in that car he knew Todd Barrier yep. I think it was Todd's an opportunity guy, yeah. yeah he re- he really likes yeah. Todd and respects him and Harvick called him to talk to him about Todd yeah. and how close they were and that helped him a lot you know so I think yeah they've had some really bad luck, this is bad luck. Dude, it's I, terrible I told him I'm like <laughs> I don't know what you need to do but somebody's got a voodoo doll on you <laughs> right. somewhere you <laughs> you've got to do something to change your luck and um you know I hate that for him I I, I think maybe they're getting all their their bad luck out of the way yeah, at the beginning of the so. season I hope so yeah. and they've had some strong runs so it hasn't ended up you know right. the finishes haven't right. reflected that but I'm hoping it gets better for him because it breaks my heart he's such yeah. a quiet loving guy but he wears his emotions 
on his face. Like, yeah, you wouldn't I, believe. For him, um, it, it is good that he has the personality that um, I, I think he can deal with it fairly well. Yes. You know, he's not yeah. a real extreme anger. Mm-mm excited person by any means and so I think his the combination of his personality really for everything that he's gone through yes he's the kind of person not not that it's easy I mean by no, by but, all means a yeah, different kind your, of personality would just you know, yes I to mean, your point uh, uh, through that all that process, happening to Kurt Busch can you imagine you know I mean there's just different personalities yep. that that would it would be so different when that know. whole thing happened um the biggest thing that people said to me is I'm so proud of him for yeah. the way that he handled yeah. it he really just kept quiet on Twitter mm-hmm. he quite kept quiet in the media. He really didn't say yeah. a whole lot. And I remember times at dinner at night saying, don't you just want to just get mad? <laughs> like I would just, I, I mean, I would just have to let it go at some point. And he's like, I can't change it though. Right. And what, and what's the per- what's, point at this point? Yeah. What is that yeah. going to do for anybody? I can't change When he's change probably it. back high on the mountain, he, that, that all mm-hmm. that stuff will come out. I know. They, and he, know, I saw he, he tweeted feels... the other day after, after this past weekend, he ran over a piece of debris and it tore the splitter off the car and he finished like 23rd and he was really upset. And he said, um, you know, I, I, I'm hoping I'm getting all my bad luck out of the way now and that it's all going to be worth it. Like, I yep. know there's a time yep. coming there's for somewhere. me when yep. I'm going to be back high on the mountain again. And this exactly. is all I'm going to look back and it's all going to be worth it. Exactly. So let's hope that's the then case. That's when he's going to shout about, yeah, how <laughs> yeah. Hard, you know, all the emotions that experience going through it. Yeah. So you talked about my Martin winning at Sonoma and um, I didn't know this, but as I was talking to uh, Mike Davis and Amanda about putting the show together today, Mike told me a story about how you stood behind the scenes in Victory Lane and took pictures and kind of captured the whole moment. That is just really cool. You know, there's so many when you, when the guys get in Victory Lane and usually the girlfriends or the wives are right up there with the kids or whatever it is, you know, just getting the Victory Lane kisses and hugs and, and to find you out there with the camera yeah, in your I, hand. <laughs> we were just talking about this, Amanda and I, I, you know, I, I'm probably going to upset some people with this, but <laughs> I, um, I don't feel like that's my moment. Yeah. It's not it's my moment. moment yeah. It's his yeah. moment. And for me to be in the spotlight in that moment would be taking something away from him. So for me to be there as his significant other and supporting him and how much, like how proud I was of him in that moment and how, I mean, I was, I was bawling. Yeah. So I didn't want to be on the TV yeah. anyway, but I'm not a TV kind of girl. Yeah. I don't care to be in the spotlight. Yeah. I, that's his role. I, I told Amanda that, you know, when he came down pit road before driving to victory lane, I had my moment with him in the yeah. window. Yeah. And and, and he was, we were both crying and right. I knew what that moment <laughs> meant. And like, I can still feel it now. Right. There's, you can't describe to somebody, you oh. know, after the 500. It's making me think of Daytona. Exactly. And I know exactly where you're going mm-hmm. with this. And, you know, interestingly enough in victory lane, uh, obviously I was on the TV there yeah. hollering for Dale and, and yeah. everything right there at the end. And I was, that emotion for me was for him. Yes. It wasn't for me. No. I just, yep. I knew that that was such a relief and yeah. just such a win for him and how hard he worked for it. And in Victory Lane, I stood immediately when he came in, it was the team. He was hugging the team and, mm-hmm. you know, all that was going on. And I was across the car, actually right in front of the, the photographers. And I kept hearing, Kelly, Kelly, Kelly. And, you know, <laughs> I'm looking around and he's like, come over here. And at first yep. I said, no, I don't want to be in the pictures. You know, this is, I'm thinking this is about the team and you guys get yep. all that out of the way and I'll have my moment in a little yeah. bit, you know, yeah. and he just wanted me to come over and give, get a hug, which made me feel great. But I, you know, I had the same thought process mm-hmm. is that this team worked that hard for it. And I didn't do anything. Yeah. You know? That's um, how I feel. I didn't too. have a role in that really. Yeah. I think um, as a significant other, I, I, I just feel like that no, that whole moment and that whole process is not about me. Yeah. Winning is it's, so hard. It is so hard in all sport. those people. Exactly. And, and I wish I could like, I wish I could do like a blog or a diary to like, 
to make the fans understand how yes. competitive yes. this sport really is and what they go through. And, and when that moment happens, it's like this relief that, and, and Martin hadn't won in so long. So Sonoma yeah. was like, I mean, it'd been Huge. four or five years yep. for us. Yep. So, um, and you know, I, I remember when he pulled into victory lane, same thing, all the, all the team and everybody was going crazy. And I did the same thing. I ducked over in front of the <laughs> photographers. I like got down on my knees and I had my cell phone. I thought, I'm not going to miss this yeah, moment. I'm going to catch it. All in. And I had like, I mean, 700 pictures at the end of the day yeah. on my phone. I remember him doing his TV interview and stuff. And, and I was telling Amanda, all the fans on Twitter, I took a lot of, I took a lot of heat for that. Um, all the fans on yeah, Twitter were, were like, were where were you? Yeah. Why weren't you there? I'm like, no, I was there. <laughs> I was just, that was his moment. Mm -hmm. And when all the cameras were gone, I had my moment. Right, exactly. I had my moment with right. him. I didn't need for it to be on TV. Right. I, I wanted to have that moment with him privately. That's awesome. And it was, it was so cool. And I'm so glad I did it that way, and I would do it, yeah. I would do it that way and again tomorrow. You know, for <laughs> them, they're going through so much in Victory Lane and the hat dance and the TV interviews yeah. and everything that you probably captured a lot of things that Martin wanted to look back on. And, I did. And say, what happened there? And was this person there? And did this happen? You know, yep. and all that. And for Dale at the... 500 that did the handprints and the footprints for the walk outside the racetrack and I videoed the whole thing and I just thought that was so cool and yeah. you know to be able to <laughs> share that with him later and give yeah. that to him you know this is what you were doing it probably all seemed like a blur yeah and, and I think that's important that somebody there in their life is is yeah. documenting yeah. all that yeah like I saw Dale took a selfie with yeah. with your dad yeah um outside of the Daytona yeah. 500 museum yeah. there and I thought to myself don't lose those moments mm -hmm. like you can't ever have that back absolutely not. and 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 I'll never Never forget when after Sonoma, after Martin won Sonoma, we flew together with the Newmans um, and the Rudimans that weekend. So they had to sit and wait, wait for us <laughs> to do the hat dance and do all of that. And so like three hours later, when Martin gets done with his interviews, they're sitting in their suburban inside oh the track. So we get there, we drive to the airport. We're all walking to the plane, and I, I Martin was carrying his trophy. It weighed like sixty-two pounds. It was oh this huge. Gosh, does and so he's a wine bottle or something. It or was something like a about, huge yeah. barrels with yeah. like wine. And he's got his backpack on. He looks like a little <laughs> kid going to school. And he's carrying his trophy like this. And he turned around in the middle of, like, the runway and said, Babe, will you take my picture? I bet I'm the only driver that carries his own trophy to his airplane. <laughs> and I took a picture, and I remember that was, like, my favorite picture from That's that awesome. weekend. Because I was so proud of him for not having too much pride to do that. Yeah. He absolutely. doesn't care. He he was awesome. so proud of himself in that moment. <laughs> awesome. He wanted everybody to see him <laughs> carrying his trophy through the airport to the well, airport. I'm doing this. Yeah. So that was cool. <laughs> so you talked about Twitter, and you have a really big following on Twitter. And uh, I don't know, has Dell Jr. on Twitter um, hampered your Twitter efforts at all? Oh, <laughs> my God. Blowing up your timeline and feed? Seriously, <laughs> what happened to him? <laughs> what did you do? I didn't. Well, again, I didn't do anything. <laughs> We've had this conversation. Several people in the company have had this conversation with him over the last six to nine months. You know, it's really starting to be something that our, our partners and sponsors mm -hmm. ask about a lot. You know, and is Dell Jr. ever going to get on Twitter? And, and, you know, why aren't you guys on Twitter? And, and it would yeah. just be so great for us and I had I had no idea that night that he was going to um, actually post his first tweet and I think just winning the race and everything mm -hmm. we had talked about in, in months prior with Mike Hogue who travels with him quite a bit about a moment you know mm -hmm. because because he hasn't been on Twitter and Twitter mm -hmm. what just celebrated its eighth year yeah it's hard to believe I know um and and because he hasn't that that the introduction for him on Twitter had to be big yeah and it <laughs> had to be neat and authentic to mm -hmm. him you know I mean you just he's just not going to sit there on the couch at home and be like oh hey now I'm on yeah. Twitter you know yeah like, like just wanted a his moment style. to go yep. with it so uh, you know I guess that moment came and and uh, LW and I had stayed for all of that and were taking off at like two or three in the morning and I had put on my 
Twitter, hey, you know, better start following at Dell Jr. I feel like, you know, it's coming soon. So get on, you know, <laughs> go ahead and, and get on there as a follower so that you're, if you, you want to be a new BFF, tweet, you know, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I had no idea that an hour later, he was going to, here comes the first tweet, you know, yeah. probably, these people probably think, you know, all that was set up, but it really wasn't. It was, it was quite interesting. Um, but in talking about Twitter, you know, there's a, a, a downside to Twitter. Yes. And for you guys over the last four or five, and you, well, you just talked about it with the Sonoma thing yeah. and people beating you up. And, yeah. You know, how do you deal with that? And, and, and I mean, you know, I have to deal with that too. So it, it's interesting to hear people's perspectives on yeah. how they feel about it. I mean, you know, with the Sonoma thing, I, when I say it to Keith for it, I don't yeah. think people were trying to be mean, but no. I, I, I felt like in 140 lot, characters or less, they're just trying to express their feelings. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> Behind a computer somewhere <laughs> in their basement. So I, I felt like I, maybe they were just, um, people were implying that I wasn't there to ha- yeah. be in that moment right. or where were you or why weren't you with him or why didn't you hug him when he got right. out of the car, when he was celebrating in front of the cameras. And again, I, I, I didn't even reply to anyone, right. but in my mind I was thinking because it wasn't my moment, but I, I didn't want to say that I didn't. Yeah. Wanna, I didn't want to upset anyone on Twitter. I just said, yeah. yes, I was there. And then I, I ended up just posting a picture of yeah. us together yeah. um, in victory lanes, but kind of put all that to rest. Because people always speculate, you know, if you're not at a race one weekend that know, you, you guys happening? broke up, right. where are you at? Like, are you are you pregnant? Or are you <laughs> like, no, it's all good. I just want to yeah. be home this weekend. Yeah. Um, Twitter's like our tabloid. We don't yes, have the, the exactly. paper version. What so. we, I mean, what would we do without Twitter now? We don't know when, what people are having for breakfast or right. what they're doing that day or yeah. um, how I they think, feel about the weather. Yes, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I you know, I, 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 lo- I think there's just pros and cons to yeah. Twitter. I, I got on Twitter for um, probably the same reasons that you did. I, I At the time, you know, we had sponsors that really wanted us to be open to the fans. Yeah. And in even in this sport, I think more so than any other sports, pro athletes, wives or significant others are a big part of who yeah. they are. Yeah. And they asked me if I would do it. And I, I gladly said I would because I wanted to interact with the fans and I right. wanted to be a part of it. You know, the first probably six months I was on there, I did get some, some really mean hateful tweets and um I learned to use the block button really fast (laughs) yeah for real so (laughs) so after I blocked the initial onset of really mean people um I didn't I didn't get a lot after that and I haven't had a lot in the past year to be honest for the most part everybody that follows me is very nice um I I post a lot of things about how I feel about life and being grateful for your life and your health and yeah I love all your people appreciate that inspiration yeah I'm I have a really strong faith I I you know, I don't know. I feel like I uh, try to instill that on other people without forcing it on them. Mm-hmm. And if you want to read, you know, you don't have to follow right, me. It's a choice. Absolutely. It's a choice. Right. So if you don't like what I'm writing about, or you don't like that I'm religious or that I'm giving my views on something, that's right. fine. You don't have to follow right. me. So, um, I don't tweet a whole lot of personal yeah. stuff. I mean, I, I, I tweet about what we have going on with right. our foundation or, um, you know, if, if there's anything that Martin and I have going on in our life, that's not super personal, but not what you had for breakfast or no. not where you're going to end up for dinner. No. Or <laughs> we don't tweet about and we don't tweet about where we're going on vacation and yeah and I just don't get into yeah. all that um on Twitter I think that there's some things that just need to remain private yeah. in your life um I think Twitter gives you know all those people in the world that would never have the guts to say oh, it to your gosh, face no. an avenue to be able to attack you yeah if you I so. don't you know have you ever <laughs> noticed if you write back to someone they usually quickly shut up yeah you know or they usually have an egg I mean, too with yeah. like two yeah. followers yeah there's no picture yeah. evolved there's the no twitter trolls. Yeah. yeah um we've had a couple little issues you know and we've actually had to report some people to nascar to, to their security people because Goodness. we've had some a little bit of scariness but um but not anything that would world. make us not want to be on right. there and you know i think martin enjoys it he's a man of few words yep. he doesn't say much he doesn't really tweet much <laughs> sometimes i have to remind him um you know so he but it does give him access and i think all the drivers which i think is a 
unique type of access that right after the race or right after qualifying yeah. or practice, can they can go on there and, and talk about their feelings. And I, yeah. I'm sure you've seen this. Yeah. The NASCAR media goes crazy. Oh, yeah. The minute all the drivers oh, tweet yeah. about their cars or what happened with the race, they are, they're all writing stories about it. Oh, yeah. And they're using those quotes. So it automatically opened up a, a relationship with a pro athlete that you yeah. probably couldn't have had eight years Absolutely. ago before Twitter came on. Yeah. You know, Dale's Twitter this week between Graham Rahal about driving the Indy yes. car. And, mm -hmm. you know, that's a situation, like you just said, you know, now there's uh, tons of media that had wrote this story and, and you're like, you're just doing a little bantering on Twitter. It's yeah. not, you, it, it's not, you weren't coming out with this big announcement that you're going to go run this IndyCar and, and it's going to be Graham Rahal's, you know, yeah. it was like this fun, Hey, why don't we swap car kind of thing? Yeah. And then it just blew up. Everybody took it for way what it was not worth so it can it can be uh, I think that was Dale's really first experience for that yeah and, and just been doing the question and answer and answering people and this that and the other and then realizing that when you get in a banter like that and how the the media are all over it you know yeah and, and I and remember asking um Amy Dale's girlfriend why they weren't on there and I remember her telling me that she had asked Dale why he wasn't yeah. on Twitter and he he didn't want to open himself up yeah. like that he's I, I think people probably don't know about your brother yeah. is that he is Very kind shy. of a private and shy person mm -hmm. and I and sh he had actually told me before that he didn't want people to like be able to attack him right he didn't want to give them an avenue to, to judge him right and I I don't I don't think there's anything wrong with that no. um I think now that he's on there he probably sees the majority of people People just want to talk to they him. They do, yeah. And ask him questions. Yeah, and the Throwback Thursday, he posts cool pictures loves, of your dad. Yeah, and exactly. It's awesome. And it's it's an open dialogue that you can have with people you'd probably right. never otherwise be able to right. speak to. Right, So I think that he's, I don't know. You I just always have it, to remember that you really don't owe people a response. No, and it's don't. a privilege, really, yeah. to be on there. I noticed It's a when privilege for everybody to interact and go back and forth. And yeah. if you don't want to answer something, you're not obligated to. No. And if people are being mean. You yeah. don't have to pay any attention. <laughs> I notice when he's on the airplane, he does it a lot. I, a lot I said that conversations, him, yeah, yeah. Um, that, you know, you because he has Wi-Fi on his plane. So, like, when he's in the air, he just gets, yeah, Amy gets said he just gets bored. <laughs> he gets going, and all of a sudden, my timeline's blowing up Twitter. I said to Martin, I was like, well, Dale's got the hang of his Twitter thing. <laughs> yeah, it did, didn't take him long at it all. It didn't take him long, so. Didn't take him long at all. So let's talk about uh, one of my favorite stores in, in Mooresville, uh, Lavender. Got to go there yesterday and get a couple cute things. So you've got a boutique here in Mooresville called Lavender Boutique. And how many years have you been there? And, and talk about that's kind of your thing in, in yeah. your life and what you do. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's important as a significant other of a pro athlete or wh wherever you are in your life, even uh, if your husband is uh, whatever, it doesn't matter, it has a desk job, to have something of, of your own that you um, that you appreciate and you've worked hard for. And, and for me, that was opening my store. And it's been there for um, six years. And, you know, I remember Martin coming home from a test one weekend and I had just quit my job for Miller because it was a bit of a conflict of interest. I was working right. for Rusty and traveling with him, but I wanted to be with Martin right. at the racetrack and I didn't like that feeling of being torn. And, and so I let go of my job and I was so, I was feeling helpless, like <laughs> at my loss of you independence, now? you know, and, um, you're going to totally laugh at me. <laughs> I, I, I actually went on Google and, and Googled how to open a clothing boutique Wow! and I downloaded so you this really manual. had nothing I never that worked that a you day of retail in my yeah. life I didn't wow. even work at like Abercrombie in college <laughs> I was a waitress in college I worked so. at Dixie did you <laughs> and a shoe boutique here in Mooresville, oh my god that's when. too funny <laughs> I was a bartender and a waitress in college so I had no retail experience I didn't know what I was doing but I knew I loved fashion and it was the only thing outside of sports marketing which is what I went to right. school for that I really had a passion for so you know I, I researched it a little bit um I John Hondros is my banker at SunTrust yep. I went to SunTrust and and asked him if I could take a business loan out for my business <laughs> and I remember John looking at me going do you have a business plan I was like no but I can get you one right and I went home and 
Google got how that to write online. it. I got that online too. <laughs> so, um, you know, six months later, I got my, my, my bank loan and opened my store. Yeah, I remember. And I, I remember I mean, very well. I rem- I, like that, de- that night for me when I opened my store and like all my friends and family came and I knew that was mine. Like I had worked so hard for that. I can't explain that feeling. I'm sure Tom Martin and Dale feel when like they go to a new team and like they meet everybody and that like that sense of ownership yeah. of something that's yours that you have a lot of respect and love for. Um, my store is like my baby and I think it's nice <laughs> to have something outside of racing. So, you know, I get up and go to work today, you know, on, on a normal day yeah. and, and there's nobody there talking to me about racing <laughs> and it's so nice. Right. It, I work in the fashion industry. Nobody even knows anything right. about NASCAR. Most of the people I meet are like, what he does what? Right. Uh, th- they don't pay any attention yeah, to it. And don't so, even put it together. Yeah. And I, I, I enjoy having that independence and I wouldn't give it up for anything in the world. And so you work in the store pretty much every week. I mean, yeah. you're there a day or two. And yeah. You I do mean, all I the buying. Yeah. Well, that's I the mean, biggest thing, yeah. I think. During the week, it depends. If I'm traveling, I'm, I'm probably yeah. only there one or two days a week. It, lately, I haven't been traveling, so I've been there a little bit more. Um, I try to go by at least once a day. Yeah. I, I try to stay for half days or, you know, put myself on the schedule one day a week. I think it's the the back of the house stuff that keeps me so busy. Yeah. The budget and, and the do that financial planning. Really. So, so I do a lot of that yeah. on the bus when I'm yeah. traveling. I do a lot of buying when I'm on the bus. Um, I do go to New York and Atlanta yep. two or three times a year. So I, I stay pretty busy. Yeah. It's it's a lot of fun, well, though. It's got to be a lot of fun. Yeah. And see I all the new it. stuff, you know, yeah. six and nine months out before yeah. it's coming into your store and making yeah. those decisions. has always intrigued me that um, – I guess they're they're ba- they know what the trends are going to be because they're building the trends. Yeah. really. At and the end of the you day, you know, it's for and me. It's, <laughs> I, it's such a humbling experience too. I'll tell you a funny little story. When we we left Daytona, you know, Sunday night after the 500, um, I flew back with Martin on his plane. <laughs> I, la- I landed and I had to be in New York Monday morning at 7 a.m. for oh for market. Gosh. So I get home. I I had a ticket um, to fly commercial out of Charlotte. So I run home, unpack my bag, pack a bag, drove to Charlotte Airport, got on a 10:30 flight to to New York. I'm I'm sitting like last row, middle seat. 1030 at night? Yeah. Oh my gosh. So so I just got off, you know, Martin's yeah. plane and then I get on this commercial plane and I'm sitting middle seat, last row. Oh like, gosh. It was, By the bathroom. Listen, it was, it was, that's my life. It was so humbling. It th- Like I was thinking to myself, this is where I belong. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't belong. Like that's his, that's his world. My world's a little different. I know so. every time I say something about traveling commercial, every people on Twitter or Facebook are like, can't you take your, your brother's plane? I'm like, hello, that's not, that's my, not plane. my plane. <laughs> Yeah, and you know? I tell people that all the time too. You know, <laughs> right. like I don't feel entitled yeah. to take Martin's no, plane when it's absolutely not. You know, and, it's just and look not at the financial analysis of it, and you'll make a real quick decision. Listen, that, hey, this commercial flight, middle seat, back row, <laughs> yeah. by the bathroom. It's not this so bad. Is me. <laughs> yeah. This, this, this is what works in the budget yes, for lavender. <laughs> that's exactly right. Yeah. So anyway, I got there, and it w- a couple days at market was crazy, and but I remember thinking to myself, like I was at the Daytona 500 yesterday, and like now I'm in New York, like hustling and bustling through the streets, and you know we'd get to market and see all the clothes and. You know, that's my life, (laughs) and I love it. That that I was in my element in New York. You know, in Daytona, I was just there to support him. Right, right. It's two totally separate lives. The store is totally awesome. So, well, thank you so much. When they're in Mooresville, can check that out and. And go online. Thank you for supporting um, it. Well, I I love to go there. Yeah. My husband, not so much, but um, (laughs) (laughs) that's got to work into our financial plan and budget also. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's awesome. But it's fun. I love it. So that brings us to the catwalk and um, want you to talk about that and and Martin's foundation. And so did the catwalk um, start after you opened the boutique and kind of as a result of that or did you, was that going on prior to? No, it started, Martin and I started the foundation the same year that I opened my store. So, um, you know, the idea for the 
catwalk was kind of born out yeah. of this I just, you love know, of yours. And then, yeah, I, I remember sitting in the store one day thinking, I've got to come up with a fundraiser where we can make money, but it's not a, it's not a golf tournament yeah. or a poker tournament yeah. or what I, the drivers yeah. all do the same thing. Yeah. And I'm not knocking yeah. it. It's a great way to, yeah. to raise money. I just wanted to do something. Well, different. that's great. If golf's your thing or whatever, but right. you know, I, like my Dale, thing. golf is not his thing. So we've yeah. had the same over the last several years, the same kind of ideas. Like what can we do that's authentic to Dale and that he's passionate about? Right. You know? Yeah. I just sense. wanted to do something different. And you know, the first year I did it, it, it was very small. I, w I was going to do it for a local charity. It didn't have anything to do with our foundation. Okay. It was at River Run Country Club in Davidson. Yep, I and I was that. like, I'm just going to throw a little fashion show and see how much money we can yep. raise. We raised like five or $7,000. Last year we raised 175000 wow. So Fantastic. in five years, it has just blown up. Oh, yeah. Now um, you, you graduated out to MWR for yeah. the event. And, <laughs> yeah. and now you're graduating over to, to, to the Marina's yeah. Furniture Place here in Mooresville, which is the old Burlington Mills, which is a gazillion hundreds of square million feet. square yeah, feet. I know. <laughs> I know. When I first walked in there, I was a little overwhelmed. And then there's this cool little back room, mm -hmm. like a warehouse room where it's all exposed brick mm -hmm. and the ceiling. I mean, everything in there is very cultural. Yep. And I was like, this is perfect. Yeah, it's going to be like Soho. This. It looks like it's yeah, in Brooklyn. It surely does. So I thought to myself, this is going to be the perfect place to have a fashion show. So 600 people this year were almost wow. sold out. It's incredible. I cannot believe the support we've gotten from the community. You know, our little kids from Levine Children's Hospital walk in the show. So they're all cancer patients that are either in remission, remission or in treatment right now. You know, for us, it's like, I don't know if you look back at pictures of like the second and third year that we've done it really every year we've done it. Martin and I sit right there in the front yep. row and every year when the kids walk out, it's like waterworks. Yeah. I mean, I just, <laughs> cause I know them and I, I know their families yep. and I know what they've been through and to see them have that like coming out moment yep. where they walk out on that stage and everyone's, everyone's clapping for them. At them. Right. Right. They, they just have like, I remember last year, some of the kids were like, I can't do it. Yeah. I'm nervous. I'm shy. I don't want to walk out there. And the minute they hear the music and they feel like that everybody's there to see them, yep they start twirling around <laughs> on the runway and flipping their hair awesome. and they can become these people you you've That's never awesome. imagined they could be you know i dale has always supported our event and, and came last year and they're yeah. coming again this year they bought a table and we appreciate that so much all we the support from the nascar community to see that many drivers and crew chiefs and people from other yeah. walks of life come out to support another driver's right. foundation has been incredible well i think that um, shows for you that you've made an event that is is worthwhile to attend, not just from the charity angle and yeah. for what you're doing for Levine's Children's Hospital and the kids, but it's just an enjoyable experience all the way yeah. around. And people love fashion and they love hanging out with other people that they you know, are friends with and all that kind of thing. And it's, it's just an event where you can mix and mingle and, yeah. and talk and Yeah. Relax, and this year we have an, a, um, we have a live band and, uh, you know, a silent auction and all this stuff. And I think it just, I think that night is just something different for everybody and everybody comes out and it just, it's such a good feeling to see the kids so like that. So for your event, um, uh, fans can purchase they can still go online yeah www.martintrexjuniorfoundation.org and and get tickets um and this year martin and ryan newman are walking the runway oh wow. i really wanted to ask dale but <laughs> i thought to myself there's no way in hell that dale's gonna walk the runway so i'm probably gonna have to give martin some captain and cokes before he <laughs> before he gets out there ryan newman doesn't drink so he'll he'll be easy to just put him out there right. and walk with the kids but they're gonna walk with the kids this year which i think is gonna that be so is cool be fabulous so they're wearing a fashions from taylor conger and charlotte which oh, yeah. is really cool yep. 
Yeah. Um, they've they've given Dale some yeah they outfit Dale yes, from time to yeah. time. Yeah. So yeah. they're gonna be I mean in suits and tuxes and some really awesome. um cool apparel. And I and I know, I know Martin's really nervous, but he can't say no to my yeah, kids. Right. So <laughs> anytime <laughs> I ask you. him, to, yeah. <laughs> so anytime, well, I I usually yeah he he does he can't he has at times said no to me actually, but <laughs> but when it's, it comes to the foundation and and the kids that have pediatric cancer, yeah. we spend a lot of time on the oncology floor at Levine's. Um, we're actually going there next week, and we'll be there the week after. We're going to paint pottery with them, which we oh, auction wow. off that night. Awesome. Um, we have a pizza pa- pizza party coming up with them at Martin Shop. Wow. We do a lot with them, and it, it I don't know it, if that doesn't humble you, yeah. and and you're a mother like. If that doesn't make yeah. you just warm and fuzzy and want to do nice things for them, then I, I can't help you because yeah. it, it just breaks my heart to see them going through what they're yeah. going through. Yeah, if that doesn't make you it's warm and fuzzy, you're definitely a Twitter troll. Yes, <laughs> yes, yeah, there's something wrong with you. Okay, so I'm curious because you didn't ask me the one question that I was like, oh, uh, we were talking about it. Oh, like yeah, yeah. A hot topic, <laughs> only because well, we're, we're probably at like 45 minutes now. <laughs> I don't know. Well, during the rain delay at, at, at Bristol, yeah. they actually showed video of the wives, uh, Nicole Biffle, getting up oh, on the, the pit the box old, in okay. Eva Bushes. Yeah, so my, so, so my question, one of my questions was, you know, and I know that you're good friends with the Newmans, the Harvards. Mm-hmm. There's lots of folks yeah. that you guys are friends with and go on vacation with and do things with, you know, Aaron Crocker and Ray. Yeah. There's tons yeah. of them. And so it, it, has there been a time that your friendship of the drivers and wives um, have come to a point where there's been an issue between all of you guys? Yeah. And, and we kind of looked at that situation with Nicole um, and how hard it is to keep your emotions in check. I didn't get to watch Bristol because uh, I was on a plane to California, so I was having to follow it through Twitter with the Wi-Fi on the plane, so I couldn't. Yeah, well, I was telling it, Amanda right? it was interesting because when they showed all of that and they showed the wives um, kind of going after yeah. each other, I had a lot of people tweet me and say, <laughs> "Would you ever do that? You, you know, can you ever imagine yourself in that moment?" It's people that don't know you, you're pretty feisty. Yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> I'm really feisty. I, I, I was telling Amanda, there's some great balance between you and Martin. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Martin always says if I. If, if something ever goes wrong in his life, he just sticks me on that yeah. person. Because <laughs> I usually will at some point embarrass him with my temper. Um, I do, I do, I am really feisty and I'm really sassy, but I, but I'm very respectful too of of where my place is right. in this sport and where my place is in his life. And and to me, it is not acceptable. Yeah. It's just something that you know when when things happen on the racetrack, that's between Martin and the driver that he had an issue with. Yeah. I can't imagine ever walking up to a significant <laughs> other or a wife. And and I know in that moment. Nicole Biffle right. just, it was the heat of the moment right. you know right. she was she was worried about her husband's right. safety and I respect that right. I mean there's a lot of times that Martin has hit the wall or his throttle stuck or you know his car's caught on fire and I've thought to myself God please don't let it happen like this you know right. I, you just have that moment where your heart just sinks to yep. the floor but if if somebody ever caused him harm in a race car then I don't know it might be a different story that might be a different right. story but like wrecking him and having yeah. issues on the racetrack yeah. I remember for a while there him and Jeff Gordon just Every seems year, like it seemed like they had run-ins. <laughs> and I just, every time we were around Jeff, I just was like, like God, so I don't like you. I really want to punch you in the face right now. But but I, but I you can't do there that. There was a time when I wanted to trip Kyle Bush for a long time. Yeah. Every time I seen him walking, I just want to, like, stick my foot out. Yeah, like, just by accident. <laughs> be like, I'm sorry. I mean, I've had those thoughts. Don't get me wrong. But I just, in that moment, just, I, I can't imagine disrespecting somebody's yeah. wife like that. I just, yeah. it's not my place. So I would never do it. But yeah. but I appreciate the wives that do because it's fun to watch. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> it's, a, it's a good show to put That's on for sure. Great. Well, I really appreciate you um, being with us today and um, hope everybody enjoyed that conversation. We're going to move on to um, Ask Kelly and your s- questions that you've submitted via Twitter uh, using the hashtag Ask Kelly, and you can do that each week. Uh, I'll try to send out a reminder on Tuesday. Yesterday, about 
I got so busy that it was late afternoon before I, I got to it. But And if you have any uh, thoughts on these too, Sherry, you can okay. chime in. All right, Amanda. All right, uh, at NASCAR Jason, were you ever able to travel to the races with your dad when you were growing up? Oh, absolutely. Um, uh, my stories of traveling with dad, really our, our summer vacation was Daytona. And, um, cool. you know, for the kids, it was uh, Dale and I would head down there. And sometimes we would have a sitter go with us and we'd go off to uh, Disney. And I'm talking, you know, I am 41. So this is 30 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we traveled a lot. We had this um, conversion van. That's awesome. Uh, that we would travel <laughs> in. And, and we would, uh, you know, back then, the motorhome lot was called the paddock area and all of the moms and dads you know the drivers would drive up in their conversion vans or their station wagons or whatever it was and we would have our food in the back and you know you'd open up the the back of the station wagon or you know the side doors of the van or whatever you were in and we just played out there with um for me I played out there with Rebecca Petty and oh my um, people like that it was cool. um really fun so yeah we traveled quite a bit and then once I graduated from high school I went off to college and I probably didn't see a racetrack very often. I, I would yeah, go down with Dale late model racing, and that was about it. So, so you started was late like model racing then. myself, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. you just kind of got on your own yeah. thing and did. Yep. So, all right. Uh, at NASCAR John Three, you have a unique middle name. Where'd you get it from? I didn't know this. This is a great. I I, I actually saw this question on Twitter um, as I was getting ready to do my a reminder for the questions, and um, I said this is definitely what I want to answer. So my name's Kelly King. Well, I was born Kelly King Earnhardt. King is my grandmother Earnhardt's middle name. She's Martha King Coleman. Oh, my gosh. All of my life, I hated that name. So anytime, you know, you're in school and they're like, what's your name? You're like, <laughs> or they call, you know, the first day of school and they're like, Kelly King Earnhardt? Well, yeah, that's me. <laughs> Such a weird middle name. Why can't it be Nicole or yeah. something, you know? Real proud of it now being an adult and, and knowing the family heritage and history. My, my dad wanted to name me Kelly. And he used to buy all his parts from this place in Kannapolis called Kelly Auto Parts. And it was K-E-L-L-E-Y, which is a different way to spell Kelly also. Yeah. And my mom had this name. I was going to be a Nicole, actually. I was going to be Sharon Nicole or Jacqueline Nicole, which I can't imagine I can't that being either. my name. <laughs> no. You just so, look like a Kelly now. Yeah. yeah. And so... um and my mom's like, I don't have anything to go with Kelly. We can't name her Kelly. And then all of a sudden, the King idea came to him. Kelly King, Kelly King, which I thought was cool. My dad told me, too, as I was growing up, if I ever became famous, I could drop Earnhardt and just be Kelly King. It's like yeah. a stage name. So that was pretty cool. And I ended up naming my daughter Carson is Carson Kingsley, which is King oh, and that. Ralph Lee, yeah. which is my grandfather. And I just combined those and added the S in the middle to make it flow. And so she has that That's history cool. behind her, too. So. She has a cool name. That's very cool. Yeah. At Tina Llewellyn, and I apologize if I said that wrong. Um, this was probably a good one for both of you. I mean, because it can go for Martin oh, gosh, as well. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. Um, That's a really good question. <laughs> yeah. This person wants to know, uh, what do you get Dale Jr. for birthdays and Christmases when you know, you would think that he's got everything? Yeah. The interesting thing is, is yes, Dale does buy. And mm -hmm. I don't know if Martin does the same, but he does buy pretty much anything he wants. So the obvious things that, you know, people may want like an iPad or mm -hmm. something of that nature, the latest game that they're playing on the gaming system or whatever, you know, he goes out and gets those like they're candy. Yeah. So it's nothing like that. So we have to really search high and low for whatever is kind of happening in his life at that time. And I'm trying to remember for his birthday... 
what I got him this year. I know for Christmas, um, I searched eBay. Yeah. And I had the luxury of um, being able to know what he's buying on eBay. Yeah. <laughs> um, since I'm you here. You kind of cheat a little. Yeah, yeah, I cheat a little. Yeah. And so, um, you know, I, he's been really into collecting a lot of nostalgic model cars mm -hmm. and racing stickers from mm -hmm. way back when and things like that. So uh, I found I found this huge Winston sign that had my dad's car in the background really locally here in Salisbury that I ended up getting some huge four by six metal sign that I thought he would think oh, was that's really awesome. cool. Yeah. And a couple old Dale Earnhardt Wrangler stickers and that's a couple, cool. which was kind of weird. I'm thinking, you know, I'm giving my brother something of my dad's, but I know the history behind it is really just what he appreciates. So yeah. he got some things like that this year. I, I would say the sign and I got him a signed, um, you know, he collects vinyl albums. So yeah. anytime you can find, he actually makes us a um, photo stream for my mom and Amy and myself. I and heard. Adds yeah. Things that That's he so likes, cool. which is what a cool. good idea. So yeah. it usually has about a hundred pair of tennis shoes on it, <laughs> and <laughs> like then he, right. like he needs another pair. right, and then some vinyl albums, and you know, just I've seen things. his album collection yeah. by the way. It's pretty impressive. Yeah. So I got him an album, a Joe Cocker autographed album. Yeah, so that was pretty cool too. So yeah, his album. You know, you just have to look for the the interesting different things that you know that he really appreciates. Yeah. At 29HC, you and your family are always busy. Do you have a good go-to meal that uh, is easily made? Baked spaghetti. <laughs> that's the go-to meal. Yum. That's the go-to meal when um, uh, company's coming over and you want yeah. something quick and simple. Oh, I'm going to have to get um, the recipe for that. It's very easy. Uh, get you a can of ragu and some spaghetti noodles and some hamburger meat and some cheese, and you're in business. So that's cool. I'll I'll be sure to uh, post that on my Facebook so you yeah. guys can, and I'll send that over to you, Sherry. Okay. <laughs> all right. Well, thanks for all those questions. And my final thought uh, is for Sherry, and this kind of goes along with uh, one of the Twitter questions. Do you and Martin have a favorite recipe that you like to cook? Do you cook a lot at home? I do, do cook a lot. lot. I cook. <laughs> no, we never go out to eat. Martin does not like to. Uh, to go out when yeah. he's home. He yeah. just wants to be home. He's like Dale. He's he's kind of a homebody. <laughs> we, we actually never go out to eat. And if we do, um, we go to Chili's, which is very impressive. <laughs> so we're very fancy people. Um, when we're home, I, I do. I mean, I cook every night. Uh, Martin's favorite thing to have at home, this is embarrassing, is tacos. Seriously. Oh. He would eat tacos every night. I love we Mexican. Call it, I would eat Mexican oh my, every day. Oh, I would too. <laughs> so we call it Taco Tuesday, Taco Thursday. We pretty much have tacos all Mexican the time. Mexican Monday. He actually, yeah. I actually went out to a birthday party last night with some girlfriends and he had tacos. <laughs> I made him tacos before I left. I don't really have like a go-to recipe that I cook for him that he loves. I, the only thing I can say is I make a really mean meatloaf. And I know that sounds gross, but it's really good. So I make that with like homemade mashed potatoes and Ooh, vegetables yeah, and salad yeah. and bread. Um, we're Southern like comfort. meat and potato type of people. Uh, we so are we too eat a in lot. Our family. Yeah, we don't. We don't really. I don't cook super healthy. I mean, I don't. I don't not cook healthy. Yeah. But, um, but we eat pretty normal. Yeah. So I. I mean, I cook every night. But I don't. I don't know that he really has a fa favorite recipe. But, yeah. um, but I do get stuck cooking all the time, and I enjoy it. But. It, I, I do get tired of it sometimes. I get tired of trying to find new things to make. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. why I said I need the I think um, uh, I've, I took this class called Control the Spin. It's about just kind of making sense of your life and getting mm -hmm. it all in order so that it's not so overwhelming every day. Yeah. And the one thing that she taught us was um, to know what you're having for dinner mm -hmm. in the morning, yeah. you know, for that night. Because if so not, you're going to swing you by the grocery store. Yeah, and you mm -hmm. go crazy all I day every night. thinking about it. And then yep. I get on Pinterest, and then I, I did everything. Same thing. Well, that's why I thought to ask you that question, because I know that you're all the time pinning <laughs> food stuff. <laughs> on Pinterest. You're going to laugh at me because every <laughs> night after I close the store, the girls always laugh because I've got my cell phone out. I'm on Pinterest on my board <laughs> and I'm like, okay, I'm going to do this recipe tonight. I got to run to Lowe's, 
really quick to go get my food, to get my ingredients, and then I'm going to run home and cook it. And then at 9 o'clock, you're eating. Oh, <laughs> at like 10.30. And Martin's like, seriously, babe, all that? And it wasn't even that good. I'm like, great. So I, I try to remember, which I try to erase the ones off my board that I've yes. made and, and aren't great. But what would we do without Pinterest? I know, right? Seriously. Social it's media in general. Great inspiration. Yes. All right. Well, thanks again, everybody. I hope you've enjoyed this edition of Fast Lane Family, and I uh, hope you'll join us next week. Thanks for listening to Dirty Mo' Radio. 